Because I'm Scott, and with me is my best friend in the entire world, the sexy beast that is my wife, Joe. Okay, I don't know about all that, but hi, yes, I am married to you. <laughs> and July is for Giallo. July Giallo. Yep. Um, <laughs> this is Talking Giallo. Talking Giallo. The... We're interrupting our usual scheduled talking trash for talking giallo. And I don't see any difference. <laughs> but we're here. Up there, you. And this is your month of choosing movies. And we're in, we're in movie two of the month. And uh, mm -hmm. today we are going to talk about the Lucio Fulte. Lucio Fulci's uh, Don't Torture a Duckling, a.k.a. Giuseppe, The Indication of an Imbecile. The Inspiration of an Imbecile. Yes. <laughs> or a.k.a. The Pan Flute Murders. A.K.A. Sexy Time and Children Murder. I said, would you like to go to bed with me? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. We're going to talk about um, Don't Torture Duckling. What, what year did this come out? Okay, so this one came out in 1972. 1972. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where this one falls. You're going to have to help me remember names because these are the hardest films ever to talk about. Yeah. And I need a medal for every time I can remember plot lines from these movies that we watch. And <laughs> this month is going to be the hardest ever in figuring out plot lines because so much shit happens. <laughs> And, and I got to tell you, this was an hour and 42 minutes, I believe, and it felt like two and a half. There was so much shit being thrown at me that I can hardly remember half of it. So I'm going to really try here. Okay. okay. All right. Well, so, our, our last one, I have to say, it's not that not because I'm keeping with a specific like date or time or whatever, but 
the last movie that we watched was Seven Bloodstained Orchids, and that was from 1972 also. That was just coincidence. Oh. Uh, that director was Umberto Lenzi. Mm-hmm. So now we're doing Fulci, which I kind of didn't want to do Fulci because, you know, we haven't no, been please. good... Tra- All Fulci, We haven't day. been on the good Fulci train. It, this director, I mean, it, so... To get people understanding what's going on here. Uh, this is basically a month for Joe to try to get me involved and into giallo, which is a genre that I've talked about many times that I don't think anybody really knows what it is. It has multiple definitions. Basically, they're like, is it a horror movie from Italians? Does it have killers in it and strangulation of women? Maybe supernatural stuff? It could be giallo. <laughs> it's and, usually crime and suspense. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's multifaceted. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just so many different parts of what it could be. And we're always trying to figure out this genre. And, and people love it. The horror community, which I, I, I want to be a part of. I, I love horror to death. <laughs> and... <laughs> This is the genre of horror that, for some reason, horror fans, the hardcore horror fans, I shouldn't say one of the the 90s horror fans that love Scream is, like, the best movie ever made. I'm talking about, like, diehard horror fans mm-hmm. adore these Italian horror movies. Regardless, it's a hill they will die on. That's true. It, it's, a, it's a hardcore thing. It's something that... I can't wrap my head around because, and I, and I think I've said this multiple times, but it's this, I really think the reason is because of the punk rock aesthetic to it, where it's really like, like a low budget guy goes out there and just directs crazy stuff. It's got everything in it, sex, gore, you know, um, just wild, wild stuff. And yes, I think that within the genre of horror directors from, from you know, Italian versions, uh, Italian directors, there are things to like, without a doubt. And I have found some movies that I've enjoyed, and we found a lot that I've hated. And then I found a lot that are so bad they're good. And I would say that that falls heavily in that category to me. The whole genre falls in almost so bad it's good to me. But I see that some people just adore it, like, endlessly. And I I want to understand. I want to understand why this particular genre is so obsessive. Like, why people love it. And just jump at any chance to watch any of these movies. Every time I watch one, I'm like, holy shit. Like, what the hell is going... Like, why? Why is this happening? What's happening? Where are we going? And then when it gets to the finale, I'm like, yep. Yep. (laughs) And so tonight, I think we're hitting again. My belief in that Fulci is a director that is the master of So Bad It's Good. I, I don't know. I'm really, this is like, I think on this podcast, this is our third movie of his. So far, Um, I think we did The Beyond, and we did Zombie 3, which he might not have directed. Yes. It's kind of, like, sketchy on that. But those are two that I hold dear in crazy, batshit crazy. 
so yeah, here we are again with another one. And um, I mean, I know you really enjoy just do you like, is it enjoyable or is it that you find them so insane that you like seeing how I'm going to react? I think that I'm trying to watch all of these movies because I want to get to a, a, a level like right now I'm at the bottom level. I, I want to get to level four. This is like a death card. Where I'm thing? trying to see if I can get to a, a movie that is actually good because I feel like I have already watched the ones that are, are good. I think I've already, you know, put that baby to bed. I mean, I so watched that's Suspiria. My... Yeah. Deep Red, Tenebrae, I like those. You're talking about Argento. Right, but those are the Giallo movies that I've already established that I like. And so once I've seen those, everything after, I'm expecting to be on that level, mm -hmm. but they're not. So Yeah, you know, it's so weird because, well, I like that what you're saying because that's basically you admitting, if I watch a hundred of these things and there's 20 good ones... Well, then I'll understand better. And I'll, I'll say that, oh, I like this genre now because no. I like 20. It's like people who, like, oh, I hate musicals, but I like five. Do I like musicals now? Maybe. Right, you right. You know what I mean? It, it's, a, it's interesting. But what's really funny, pointing out Argento, because I also think Argento is my favorite of the bunch. Mm -hmm. He definitely is mine, too. Because... He does something different, which for a long time, I believe that Giallo, Giallo, um, was dreamlike horror suspense thrillers. It's very open-ended. Yeah, I really believe that that these movies had to have like a, um, a dreamlike quality to them, which Argento nails in his films. He, he completely nails that. And um, Suspiria, all the ones you mentioned have such a real surrealism to them. And he nails it with his creepy vibe music and these really interesting ideas. But the rest of the directors take it so seriously. That's another thing I was going to say. So, like, um, with Fulci and, and Bava and even Umberto Lenzi, I feel like at least one of these directors has to come through you know what i mean like i'm giving them all equal and fair chance here so i'm trying to find one that actually can nail it i can nail it. and i love the suspense they, they all do that all of these italian directors do suspense and crime that's pretty much what they're doing mm -hmm. in these movies every movie we've seen with you know the exception of zombie three but that was it was still suspenseful, but you know, a lot of these are crime dramas, like whodunits and stuff. And yeah. I like the mystery of that. So I'm trying to find that one diamond in the rough that's really good. And so I can have that as, you know, oh, I can compare this to Argento now because right now Argento's at the top. I think each director, we've seen something where we're like, okay, that's unique. I think, um, I think Bava, um, hit. A very incredible like set direction I think I've mentioned this before in another episode we've done mm -hmm. like he nails that amazing set with the black and white and I think he's done a couple movies that stood out still didn't love them but well that, that you know Bava has his his strength which is the set design and I think Argento has his strength which is color use of color in imagery 
Which he doesn't do enough. I wish he did more of it, but so far the movies of his that we've seen, color is a major plus in those movies. It's a, it's a major standout. He also seems to know how to direct with music in his earlier stuff, not... Right. Not, it's not changed really. a lot. You know, <laughs> a lot of directors, for some reason, completely change who they are as they get older. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he used to do that really, really well. But we got to talk about this film. Okay. Okay, That's the, this is the film because this is the film that it seriously needs to be talked about because I can, there's so much I need to talk about in this one because it, it okay. It hits all, it hits things and does some things that I was like, huh. And then they did some stuff that I was like, oh, now we're back. Like every time I was like really into something, it ruined it with something else. So since this is a talking trash or a talking giallo, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to spoil the whole movie. We're going to talk out the movie. We're going to talk about, we're going to try to remember the plot and in a way that we can actually discuss it. And along the way, we're going to joke around and try to give our a review on the whole thing overall, right? So. Okay. Well, so this movie's called Don't Torture a Duckling. A lot of uh, um, Giallo movies, I find, have titles that can... Oh, my running joke, yeah. Yeah, that they can just, you know, be ridiculous and not have anything to do with, with the movie. Or there's something hidden in there. Yeah. But this movie, uh, it, it's, okay, as we said before, it's a Fulci movie. Uh, so I was actually taken right off, uh, you know... I Fulci usually goes for um, creep, like creepy a little bit. There's something like perverted about his movies. Yes. You know, and so right off the bat, you know, this movie starts out with like a weird feeling, like just a weird, um, strange thing. So the film basically opens with this woman and she's just, digging up earth and what she uncovers is is a skeleton of a of a baby yeah and it's being played with uh the opening my uh interpretation of a person singing on a on a somewhere on a hill and this happens throughout the whole movie without being shown who's singing this over the hills and yeah. through the woods. Well, there's like that a that is like going on throughout this whole scene there there's not only the soundtrack but also someone just going in the background somewhere. It's and you know it's weird. on the hill somewhere. And it's it's odd because we're never shown who it is. Never. And it's really, it, the music actually, they put it up one octave above any dialogue. So it's just really loud. It's very prominent. It's, and, yeah. And... We got to point out that the road, this cliff that she's uncovering this body is right next to a giant road that's up in the air. It's like... And it's definitely the one from Fast and the Furious, I believe, eight or nine, where we kept saying, where's this damn uh, road? Our movies are haunting us. (laughs) Yeah. I could stop staring at it because 
it, it's like an endless road. So I believe that this was actually shot in Italy. Um, I mean, most of these movies have something to do in or around Italy. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like it, this, this bridge or, you know, I'm sorry, this road that was like basically in the sky. Uh, it's a weird spot for a child to hang out next to. Yeah, I mean, when yeah. you, you were the way you told it is that she was uncovering this, this, this corpse or whatever in on on the mountainside, but we're getting so many shots of other things. That's a big problem mm-hmm. with this movie. You're you're getting so much information, and you can't even tell: is this a flashback? Is this present? Is this taking place at a different time? Is this the same you know world? It's it's just odd because. We're getting a kid staring over the road, and he's shooting his, um, he's got one of those slingshots, uh, slingshot, slingshot. and he's uh, shooting a lizard. For no reason, just at the just, same, you know, yeah, at little, the same time, we're seeing this woman dig. We're also seeing a car drive with two women in it, and they're listening to really closely, like a radio on her head near her ear. And she's telling the driver what's happening on a soap opera? Yeah, it seems like these are just two, you know, ladies on vacation or something. They, they're they dressed as such. They have just, it, it, their, their demeanor is like so jolly and happy. And we're like, what, what is going on with these two? Well, it turns out that as this woman's digging up a corpse of a child... The kids uh, slingshotting lizards on the side of the road. These two are going to some farmhouse. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they're going somewhere, but we can't not not point out the startling music that all of a sudden just goes, like, startle music. Yeah, just out of no... It's like, it's okay, like, what wait, what's all, all that's happened so far is that these ladies just arrived at this farmhouse. So it gets, this is what I'm talking about. When you about. say farmhouse, it's a shack okay, it's in a the shack. middle of a, like a rocks in the, on a hill. Yeah, it's, I say farmhouse because I think I heard a chicken. I don't know. It, it could be, but it could have been Giuseppe. Okay, so Giuseppe. The kid shooting... <laughs> the, the, the first off, the kid who's shooting the lizard with the thing screams at at nobody. We don't see anybody else, but he screams out, "They're coming!" Mm-hmm. And they're on their way. And we don't see what the hell he's talking to. We don't know what's going on because you kind of feel like he's talking to the woman that's digging, but it's not. Right. They're not near each other. No, they're not. But you can't really tell because the way that this shot. And edited. It's all over the place. It is. And it turns out what he's doing, he's calling calling his friends to follow those two women to that shanty house or whatever the hell it is, where another two guys get out of a car, meet them, and they all walk to the thing. But they're being stalked by a guy named Giuseppe. And Giuseppe is really creepy and trying to touch the women yeah and they're laughing they're like not you giuseppe you don't have any money so obviously they're they're like they're prostitutes he's just an idiot everybody keeps going oh he's an imbecile he's He's just an idiot he he's just uh he's like the town 
imbecile. And so why is he there? I don't know. We never he's really know. He's a peeping know. Tom. He's just a peeping Tom, I guess. And he's but, supposedly mentally challenged, but I don't think he really is. Although everybody is keeps saying it. Yeah, everyone keeps saying it, but I, it, first of all, he doesn't even really utter a syllable in this movie, really. I mean, um, yeah, there's a whole sequence. With him? Yeah. We'll, okay, we'll oh, get into it. That's right. Okay, so, uh, you're right. I did, that's yeah. right. So, uh... How could I forget kid, that? Not only does Giuseppe want to watch two guys have sex. Giuseppe! You want to see something magic? Then watch the birdie disappear. But also the kids want to watch Giuseppe watching the people have sex. Giuseppe. Giuseppe's a big baby. Giuseppe's a big baby. Yeah, so, okay, the little boy... He had of, called his friends. Yeah, he called his friends. So now instead of the one little boy that was on the side of the road, it is now three little boys hiding behind rocks and just watching Giuseppe look through a crack in the door to see if he can see what the action is going on in there. And the people inside keep shutting every window, every door. And by the way, when we say window and door, it's just pieces of plank. Like, like wood it's just wood. being put onto the door or yeah, the, wood, or the uh, window. window so i mean so they shut him out and he's like all disappointed okay so what is the point of this scene well one guy opens the door up and he goes hey giuseppe you want to watch the bird disappear and then he starts thrusting into a girl yeah that this is the kind of fulci shit that i'm like okay uh -huh. what is going on here why do you need this perverted shit and I mean, I can see if it had something to do with the plot. It yeah. has nothing L to let's, do with Let's it. just read it out real quick. We have child skeleton corpse being dug up. Mm -hmm. We have kids watching a pervert watch two people have sex with prostitutes. Yep. This is already in the opening five minutes. Yeah. We're like, what? Well, okay. All right. We're in for something. This movie is definitely... Okay. Yeah. It had me uncomfortable from minute one. <laughs> Um, to say the least. I was laughing. This is exactly what I was expecting. And the the kids, they're calling out Giuseppe like, you pervert, you peeking, peeping Tom, you pervert. And Giuseppe's like, you know what? You kids are perverts. And he starts chasing them and they're running away laughing. He's like, perverts, I'm going to kill all of you one day. You dirty boys, get out of here. And it, it's so... <laughs> just the red herring out of yes, nowhere. Yes. He shakes his fist. He looks like um, a Frenchman. He's got like the French cap. He does. He does. He looks yeah. like he's right out of like a like a stereotypical movie scene in France. <laughs> this looks like a grave digger. And he's like, just, I will kill all of you kids. And uh, by the way, I mean... Off the, we always watch the dub versions. I don't know. I don't know if they ever released these un undubbed, because they're famous for filming these scenes and asking people to do their dialogue in any language that they speak. Yeah, that's like a famous thing with a lot of these movies. They go, "Oh, what do you speak? This? Oh, you speak that? Just speak it on the set." And then later on, maybe we'll dub it. Yeah, no, I, I can affirm that all these actors are, were speaking in Italian. It, everything Sometimes about this I'm movie not. is yeah. is, is done in italy but um, I, I will say <laughs> it's like okay 
So this goes into Fulci again being, he just throws shit in there for no reason. I mean, I've seen this before where it's like, okay, why? uh, To me, it's like what it is, is how do we trick the audience into a mystery, right? Well, the best way to trick an audience is give them so much information that they can't figure out who the killer is or what's happening because you've been fed so much that your brain can't compute what's going to happen in the end. And that's what this movie's, a lot of these movies we've watched that are thrillers do this. Yeah. So much so that it does work because you you start going, is it this person? Is it that person? I don't know what's happening. Well, it's very obvious who the killers always are, but it's sometimes it's so convoluted that you're like, wait, what? Who? Like I started watching um, the screen very carefully so that I can... <laughs> And look at people's hands and see if there's like Which anything was pointless from it moment one pointless. because they so... don't use the same stunt person no, they're not using they don't. The... but you know I'm, I'm like into that like you know crime and all that stuff so i was like i mean i'm not into never mind i'm not into crime. criminal <laughs> i mean like i like uh you know suspense movies and whodunits and stuff so it was like okay i started to watch all these little things because right off the bat we get a little boy who it's murdered. Well, no, don't skip over something important here. Because after Giuseppe screams, I'm going to kill all of you, they run away laughing. And they go to church. That's right. They go to church. And they go to church. And there's like an entire scene where they're in church where a person is, one of the kids is covering his face. And then all of a sudden, another kid comes in behind him and is like, hey, hey, let's go. You know? And while we're seeing this, again, we're being intercut with a scene or hands with voodoo dolls. Yeah. And the voodoo dolls are being stabbed with pins. And of course, it's a gloved hands, I believe, which doesn't make sense for later on. It's gloved hands, I believe, and they're like doing the voodoo dolls. And we don't see who it is, and we don't really know what's going on. But then the kids are all getting together to, I don't what the hell were they gonna go do? They were gonna go play soccer. Right? I no, mean, because they were about to do something else. I cannot think. I got to remember this. Because well, that's the thing. There's so many so kids, many. And, and all the kids look exactly the same. Yeah, they do. And what's even crazier is we get another whole sequence where a kid goes home and his mother is like a maid. And it turns out that they work in his house. Yeah, and that's not his home, though. He he just goes there. Yeah, I don't know where their home... They don't really show it. They always show him at this place. So he, his mother and father, I guess, work in this house. And it's like a rich house that doesn't match the place. And the mother's like, hey, he's like putting his jacket up. He's eating an apple. And she's like, bring the food up to Madam whatever the hell it is. And go upstairs. It's the woman that they work for. Yeah, the woman they work for. So while he goes upstairs with a tray of food for her, like it's like drink. It's like a pitcher and a, and a, and a glass with the, the liquid in it. And she, he goes up there and we get a shot through one of these like tanks of water that like shift back and forth with ink in them. But exactly what he's looking through through the tank is boobs. And it turns out that the woman that owns the place is butt naked sun tanning under what appears to, to be, be a normal light of, bulb 
photo light bulb or yeah. something. She's just got a lamp on her. And she has those little uh, goggles that go in your eyes. And she's butt naked sitting on the couch. And he brings the food in. And he's and then now it's this a, kid it's is just, it's orange juice. That's all it is. Is it just orange it's just juice? orange juice that okay, he brings to it her? It changes color a couple of times. I like, was wondering about that. But if this woman knows that this lady might be naked, why would you send your kid up there? I don't. I don't know. But I, I mean, he's just walking towards her as she's completely naked. Yeah, he's filmed like a serial killer. Yes, they film him like he's a, he's going to be a murderer. It's like creepy. we're gonna like flash forward. And that this kid's going to be grown up and he's going to be messed up. But we that's not what happens at all in this film. This is all done for no reason. He's just really perverting on this woman. Rightfully so. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Well, I mean, she, I think he's horny. He's, for, and and, and it's, he's like a 10-year-old. He, I, No, I think he's 12. But, like, the, the situation here like is, like, I mean, beyond bizarre. Because at first when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is not something that you should let a child actor do. I mean, this woman's completely naked and looked like he, they were in the same room together. But it turns out, fun fact, Lucio was arrested. I'm reading this. He was arrested for child endangerment on grounds um, that he let this child, underage kid, um, in, you know, do a scene with mm-hmm. a completely nude woman. But then the charges were later dropped because... It was found out that he actually used a a small person. It's a camera trickery. They're filming yeah. him, and they're showing his face, and then showing her, like they're in the same room. And the only time you ever see the angle is past his head, and you can tell that the head's a little bigger. You pointed this out to me. Yeah. Um, so, I wasn't paying attention to this, because the actress in the scene is pretty, and mm-hmm. she is butt naked, and she is... She starts coming onto this child. It was so uncomfortable. She starts saying, hey, come over here. You can stare at me. I'm not going to bite you. Come closer. You know, and he's like, and she's like, uh, are you feeling anything? And he's like, no. She's like, do you want to? Basically. I mean, she said these words. Would you like to go to bed with me? Yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay. If something happens in this movie right now, I'm out. I yeah. was going to shut it off because I'm like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I... <laughs> I was like so creeped out. It was like, it was cringe. It was just cringe worthy. It, it's odd because I thought, well, I could think, well, this is a lot of setup for like a past shot. And we're going to get a, like a flash forward into the future where we're going to learn about this kid later on. But no, no, this is a whole bunch of stuff that's really going to be the plot of this movie. This, this, this woman is going to be a big part of this film. And that's really odd because they're setting her up to be a real perver- like perverted... Like a fucking pedophile. A pedophile, which, yeah, I mean... But I mean, out and out, this woman... It's, it's her, odd. Her character's entrance into this film is out and out cringeworthy. Yeah. Look at me. Go on. I won't hurt you. <sighs> Are you upset seeing a nude female? Well, no. I didn't think so. How many girls have you had? Hmm? I don't know. Lots. You liar. 
If you'd said one or two, I might have believed you. Ah, but lots is not true. You're just full of shit. Would you like to go to bed with me? I said, would you like to go to bed with me? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you would. Yeah. It's just cringeworthy. And I knew that there was a reason for this, that they were, you know, everyone in this movie is going to be a suspect. Everything's a red herring. Yeah. Yes. But it does, he, he went that extra mile to make this woman completely disturbing in every way. I mean, everything about her. Well, only disturbing in the sense that she's coming on to a child. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. You know. I mean, it is, it, and, and, and I actually took the scene, I didn't really think that she was coming on to the child. I thought that she was playing with him in the sense that, like, first off, European people go out to the beach naked. It's no, almost like second nature, you know what I mean, fine. to a lot of people. And so I took the scene as really her just, like, he's already looking at her and he's already, she's just playing with she, his, like, emotions. She has to but she's not really going to do anything with it, him. I think she was just playing. But it is perverted no matter what. I mean, at the end of the day... It's uncomfortable, and it's a thing that's a hot topic to say. That's disgusting. I mean, I, I was, I was like, oh god, if they, if he does something in this movie, I, I, I can't. didn't, I didn't know, but it, it, it doesn't get any better from there because what happens next is a uh, a child is running at night away from something. There's a lot. The the way that this is filmed is bad. Oh, and by the way, when she says. I guess we should end this scene properly. She says, do you want to go to bed with me? And he says, yes. And she's like smiling. And then the mother starts calling him down. So if he, sa he and said then yes. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think, I think that he, she was just playing with him. But it yeah, matter. it is perverted regardless. She's butt naked. Uh, she walks away. He trips going down the stairs. And she laughs at him. Mom, I said I'm coming. And uh, we get, like I said, we get a scene of a kid running at night, and there's a dog barking. The way this is cut again is confusing and confounding in every way. It's just a kid running through tall grass, a dog barking. You, the way that it's filmed, it makes you think that the dog is chasing him. But every time they show the dog, it's like in one spot. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was a dog chasing yeah. him. He was like, you know, completely exasperated and scared. Yeah, he keeps turning and falling and turning and like saying no. And then the dog, they keep cutting to the dog barking, him running, the dog barking. And then finally, when you finally figure out, oh, he's not running from the dog. I was wondering what these terrible cuts are. A guy just comes out and yells at his dog to shut up. What in God's name's the matter with you today? Shut up! <laughs> he like kicks at it. <laughs> yeah. And I was uh, like, oh god. <laughs> he just kicks at the dog, and then we cut back to the kid, and he says, "No, no, no!" And he falls down, and someone hits him over the head with something. Right. And I guess this is one of the kids from the shack yelling at Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. And the voodoo. And I guess right after you see the hit, we go back to the voodoo doll. And then, like, the voodoo doll's getting stabbed. And I guess you keep seeing shots of the voodoo dolls. So we get, like, a bunch of shots. It, it goes all over the place. It keeps jumping around to different shots because there's so much going on. They're, 
there's an entire town full of people. There's the priest who plays soccer with his kids. The, the way we find all this out is because the kid goes missing that got hit in the head. And apparently the parents of that child get called on the phone and they they call the cops and they tell the, the we get a whole scene where the cops are in this house and i'm just going to say what this real movie really should be called is terrible cops that's what this movie should be called it's just the worst police officers and by the way they look like italian versions of other people one guy <laughs> looks like ron silver like an italian ron silver Another guy looks like a cross between Donald Pleasance and Alfred Hitchcock. He's an Italian. <laughs> he does. I it's, said Donald Pleasance. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Every time I saw him, I was like, oh, my God. He looks like a skinny Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> and him and Ron Silver kept talking. And I was like, this is wild looking. It's so um, weird. So the parents get a phone call saying that we want 6 million lira, which is at that time, was it like? You said 250,000. in American dollars or something like that. Um, so and they were like, we're... We're poor. We yeah, like they money. don't have any money. So we actually get to see their house where they actually live, his mother and father. So yeah. they don't live with that rich woman. They just work there. Mm-mm, no, that's a different person. Th- no, that this is nope. the guy, isn't it? The nope. one that... No? No. Nope. Oh, this is Bruno. get a parent anyways we got these two older parents first off they look like they're way too old to have this little child well he's like 12 12 years old and he they look like they're late 50s <laughs> this woman's clearly 70 yeah and, and they're old people but my favorite part so the cops are talking they tell them everything we don't have enough money but they called they said it, they'll they'll kill the person will kill our child if we call the cops so naturally they call the cops because I, I mean, well, what do you do when you have? I don't know. And they're like, don't we don't have, have the money. Lira. We didn't want to call you because we don't want our child to die, but we also don't have that money. But here's my favorite part of this: a random dude comes out of their bedroom mm-hmm. and says to them, "Well, did you know? Did you think about this and this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we thought about that." And they're like, "Oh, and by the way, who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm a reporter." And they're like, "How did you get in this house?" He goes. The bedroom window is open. I'm sorry to interrupt, sir, but think about it a moment. This caller sounds quite crazy, at least according to Locascio. Yes, that's evident. To stipulate something which is so very obvious. Right. Excuse me, who are you? Andrea Martelli, the Standard of Milan. Just a minute. Pleasure. You haven't got a pass. How'd you get in? There's a window open in there. Look, I know you've pointed out something rather interesting, but I think you better run along now. Very well. So long, Commissioner. No, not the window. He just broke into an active crime scene, an investigation, and then you know what they tell him? Get out of here. <laughs> just leave. He's just a reporter, and he just like walks in like he owns the place. He didn't even walk in. He, he crawled, crawled in through, through a window. window. 
He crawled in through the bathroom window. I mean, yeah, he came that's in. That's one way to get, you know. I Holy mean, he, shit. He literally could have just been listening in at the window and didn't have to make his presence known. But it didn't matter yeah. because it went nowhere. Yeah, and, well, and, and the, the thing that's nuts about this, this movie just keeps dropping more and more characters to the point where you're like, I guess it's him. I guess it's this person. I guess it's a red herring again. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I came in. Well, just get out of here, man. Okay, so he leaves. Okay, bye. He I guess I'll says, leave. Okay, bye. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> he didn't and, get any information that he wanted to. Oh, I don't know how. He was listening to the whole thing from the bedroom and then came out with his own ideas. <laughs> like, uh, he gave himself away and they just, okay. And they didn't even hold him for questioning or anything. <laughs> he's like the worst reporter. Like, he's literally just the worst. He, he doesn't do anything the right. Cops in the, movie. Well, the, the cops are way worse. The cops worse. are way worse. They bad, don't do yeah. anything in this movie. Um, And they're in the entire thing. It's like such a focus so yeah um they said well the plan was that we have to take the money go into this um abandoned factory and put the money in a um abandoned furnace and then leave mm -hmm. if they see any cops or anything that we're going to kill our kid so naturally the cops are all hiding out they do the drop and they grab the person who comes and get the money which is giuseppe <laughs> Right? It was like a hot mess. Giuseppe gets taken. And the way that they show that the cops are all watching him is a jarring camera shot that flies all around to each camera, uh, e each cop with lights on. So it's like, oh, we forgot. They, they fly around the room. Yeah. It and was, then they go, oh, we forgot about this one. So there's another one. Yeah. Here, it, oh, it was, here's another one. It was dizzying. It was it, a dizzying it, experience. Terrible so thought. They, they arrest Giuseppe. Um, because they obviously, well, you're you're here to pick up this money. Obviously, you're the one who took this kid. And Giuseppe, and they keep going, oh, he's a moron. He's an imbecile. He's he's so stupid. Yeah. It's just Giuseppe. And they're like, Giuseppe's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I, I hide things in a furnace, and I come and get it. I didn't kill anybody. And they're like, how do you know that someone's dead? Did right. you already kill the kid? And he's like, I didn't kill the kid. And they're like, wait, so you you knew the kid was dead? And right. he's like, I didn't do anything. Um, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And they get like a phone call and they're like, he's going to speak into the phone. Tell me what if this is the voice. If this is the voice that, if so we're talking about Bruno's parents right now. So if, you know, he, he's going to speak into the phone. And if that's the voice you heard demanding ransom, then we got our guy. Well, he, he starts counting one, two, three. And then he's like, I, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And he like runs around the room and they go, yeah, that's the voice. That's the guy. And then he goes, all right, I didn't kill anybody, but I dug, I buried the body. I found a dead kid and I wanted some money. So I figured I would, uh, hold, I would just say, hey, give me some money. And the, I buried the kid, Spotty. Yeah. And it turns out, he, this is the kid who he said he was going to kill early in the movie. This doesn't cut, that doesn't come back, but we're, it's just like a red herring for us. And um, exactly at the same time that uh, Giuseppe is being held here and questioned, I think we get a jump cut. And by the way, the two cops are in Giuseppe's face, like back and forth, like a really bad cop. And every time the camera shifts to the one guy, it does a Dutch angle as he leans into his face. <laughs> it is just so bad. It looks very comical. And the Giuseppe actor is just like, 
It's like they slapped him around for 50 minutes for, before they filmed the scene because oh, yeah, he looks yeah. like a mess. He looks like he's and, been through something. Yeah, and they just keep going, what a dummy. What a <laughs> dumb fuck this guy is. And they're like, he's like, I, I didn't kill him, though. I didn't kill him. So as we're getting that, we get a, sh- um, um, a shot of a woman going to a... Uh, I I don't know if this happens right here, but a woman is going into a like a cemetery to put flowers on a grave or something, and she leans over, she looks over, and for some reason there's like a like a tomb open that has a water filled in it and a dead corpse is in it of a child, and the child looks like the worst dummy with his mouth it's wide under open under the water. Yeah, yeah. he's just yeah. like floating in there, and she screams. Well. We get that shot, and then we go back, and I think Giuseppe is brought to the grave of where he dug this kid. And they dig it up, and we get the whole scene where there's like, the cops don't even rope it off. The entire town is there to yell at him. Mm-hmm. And they're all screaming at him. And the, my favorite part of this is the, the local preacher brings his entire school of children. Oh, yeah. So it's they like bring, a nice yeah. little... Uh, recess it's like a sunday school and go see their dead murdered friend yeah like who does that what yeah person first of all why are the cops not stopping the media and stopping people from coming in there but he brings children there yeah and the reporter's standing right there watching he's like with the cops and uh we gotta point out this preacher because this guy's a good looking dude he's young and he he kind of reminds he reminds me of like uh what's that name the guy's name Michael Pare or whatever his name is you know what I'm talking about no <laughs> the guy from Streets of Fire and all that I don't know why he just reminds me of this guy but uh yeah he he's like a young dude and he looks like like everybody else in this movie looks like they're ancient except for the naked woman and this guy these two are the only good looking people like everybody else looks miserable. In this film. But these two people look like models. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, looking at Michael Paré. Paré. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about? Like him, yeah, yeah, I just kept thinking about it. I was like, this guy's oh, Michael Paré. Um, so, yeah, he, he brings there, to, I guess, to see the, the, the kid, because it's one of his students, one of his uh, kids that comes to his school. Mm-hmm. And they dig up the grave, and they find the body, and then they're all screaming, kill Giuseppe, and Giuseppe's like, I didn't do it. Did you hear what the man said? The boy had already been killed. What do you think? The guy's an imbecile. You said he was crazy, remember? You know, and then they take him off. And this is like one of those red herring shots where we get to see everybody's face. So we get to see the woman who's naked, who was naked in the opening. She's standing there. They they show her face. Uh, They show the reporter with with the cops. And all the cops are there. And then we also get to see a woman who is digging, and they show her face, and she gives one of the stink faces of like, uh-huh, I did it. Kind of a smile to the audience. Yeah. Like, she's smiling like, who the at hell is this us. broad? Because she's yeah. not smiling at anyone else. No one else sees her. Yeah. Who is this? <laughs> and, it, and you pointed out, it's the woman digging up the grave in the opening. Yeah, right by the, the highway. Yeah. Right by the, the road. She was digging up the corpse of the child. Yes. I'm like, okay. And what? I didn't even notice. I was like, thank you for reminding me that that happened already because I completely forgot. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that woman. And she, like, winkingly looks into the camera. And then we get a shot 
I right after this, I believe, of her with the voodoo dolls. Yeah, so automatically they want us to think that it's her because... Yeah, well, the movie goes out of like, its way. We're like, oh. Yeah, like some black magic shit going on. Yeah. She's, you know... But the way that... One thing that they didn't say uh, at this at this point in the movie was that Bruno... <laughs> I love you. What? Wasn't it? You just jumped ahead. No, I didn't. So yeah, we see this woman with the voodoo dolls and she's like burying two of them. And then she has a third one and she sprinkles cocaine on. I don't know what it is. It's kind of white powder. <laughs> she has them in little baggies and she's putting it all over it. Um, I think it's salt. It, it does not look like salt. It looks like flour, if anything. I'm just going to say Coke because it was in the little Coke bags. Um, <laughs> that you've seen in a movie, you know, any movie. But yeah, she uh, she sprinkles it on the last one before she didn't bury it yet. She buried the other two. And that's when we see, uh, we get a scene of the kid doing homework. And we hear like there's a Western movie going on or something in the background. And she gets he gets a phone call and it keeps ringing, keeps ringing. He finally picks it up. And then to whoever's on the other end, he says... It's late, but I can sneak out the back door. I can definitely meet you. And he's like, they, they won't notice they're watching a Western. And then we scroll, he, he puts the phone up and he gets up to leave and he runs out. And the camera goes down on his homework and it's just a naked woman that he's put like food, like two little berries on the nipples. <laughs> well, he's become a little bit obsessed with Miss Naked Lady. Well, of course. So he drew her, but he put like little cranberries on her boobs. Yeah. And what's uh, what's the point here is that we get to see the, a hand with a glove, which is a, a red herring again, right? because this woman doesn't wear gloves ever again, nor does the woman with the voodoo dolls. The gloves are gone from that. She hangs up. We see the hand hang up a phone, then scrolls up, and it's the woman his family works for that was naked in front of him. She was calling him from a, from a, a gas station, and her face is like, out of it like she's like a whole nother person she's acting different like a like a like a robot and she it's now i have to point this out because i could not stop laughing it is the worst thunderstorm i have ever seen in a film it is the flash of lightning is immediately with the thunder so that means the storm is like sitting on top of their house and it is every second is a thunder blast it's just like 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 if you someone was shooting off a handgun like over and over and over and over again, it's insane and it's like a it's like a monsoon is going on and this kid goes out in this. I mean, I guess he's Here, he's being offered sex. I mean, okay, this is what bothers me. So, I mean, it definitely was her calling him. He call, she called him. Why she called this twelve year old kid for what a booty call? No. What? Okay. What the fuck is it? I can't. At that point, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, this is odd. And the, the we see the woman get into her car. We we watch her drive at fast speeds without blinking like some kind of robot. And she we see her gas up and go to two places while this kid is running through the tall grass. And exactly at that time, another red herring, there's somebody chopping the grass as they're walking through it in the rain. 
and yeah, so he hides with like a machete like yeah it's a sickle through, like, and you like slash yeah. up to, to make sure you can walk it's through like, what's going on here but is he's this doing the killer? this in a, the worst thunderstorm you've ever heard in your life and he's hiding out there and he hides behind a thing and we see the guy and you kept saying do we know this person no we don't know this person i don't know who it is they keep showing his face it was right? just oh let's just throw him in here as like another suspect it's another red herring like is this person coming for him? Because we've seen two dead kids and one of them was smashed over the head. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so this kid, he's hiding, and then the guy goes past him. So he finally gets up, and he runs across this plank of wood or whatever and gets to what seems to be a little hut with a Jesus cross above it. It looked like, like a little hut. Like I don't know why like... I said Jesus cross. I mean, that kind of... Yeah, crucifix? Seems, yeah. Redundant. Um, Jesus yeah. Cross. A Jesus Cross. <laughs> is, that, is that a band? Was that a 90s band? Oh my God. Jesus Jones. Was it Jesus and Mary Chain or something like that? Oh my goodness. Um, a Jesus Cross. Jesus Cross. That's going to be forever. On the uh, center stage. are going to be Jesus Crosses. And now on the center stage, Jesus Cross. Um, <laughs> Such a goober. Uh, so yeah, he runs on there and hides under this little hut and he's all excited to get a little booty call, I guess, we guess. And then we see someone come out of the bushes next to him, but we see it like a point of view where we're watching the kid's face and he seems really happy and then he's not happy. And then the hands, he just lets these two hands with the gloves on them again, choke him to death. And we watch this kid get choked out. Yeah. And then, uh, just thrown on the floor. And so again... We have another missing child, and everybody's like, and this is one of my favorite bits. Uh, they're like searching for this kid, and they, they're talking to the two parents who were watching the Western, and they're like, what's going on? Like, where is he? And they're like, well, we came, we had to stay here because she likes when we're waiting for her when she comes home because she thinks someone's out to get her. She Well, she put it in terms of, um, they, she thinks that there's going to be a stranger in the house. Yeah, like, oh, she thinks that someone might come in the house and there might be a stranger in the house. So she likes us to wait until she gets home. So that's why we were still here. But he was doing his homework and we don't know. And they find that the drawing of the girl, the naked girl, like that, you know, they're like, look at what we found. But it doesn't really mean anything. It's just a stupid naked photo. And um, they go out and they have like an entire search party. And my favorite bit is the reporter is with another person and they're side by side. And the one guy that's with him goes, ah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, basically. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to go. And he's like, we, we can, we can go. They can, they're just going to search and we don't need to be with them. And then the guy, just the reporter goes, you can go. And he's okay. Bye. He just leaves. Yeah, and that was a cop, right? Wasn't I don't know cop? who that guy was, but he just was like, I'm out. It was just I don't want to search for some kid. I don't want to search for this but kid. But this is the third kid to die. Yeah, so, so we've seen this kid, but they didn't find his body. But they do eventually find his dead body. And then the, the we see the, the third voodoo doll put into the ground. And uh, the woman that the owned the house wasn't home. She never returned home. Right. And so, so they like, we haven't seen her yet. So then that's basically like left hanging. We got. Why did she call this kid? And if, you know, if she gets there and the kid isn't, you know, isn't there, wouldn't she be like, oh, you know, where's Michelle or whatever? His yeah. name is Michelle. So why wouldn't she say anything? Like she's the most 
seriously, um, what do you call it? She's a, she's dodgy. There's so, there's, she's just so dodgy. There's, she's a suspect, but then she, she does things in this movie that make her not a suspect. Well, that's the thing, right? Right now, the movie is juggling red hangers like crazy and it's moving annoying. through them. I'm not gonna lie, and, and it's it's really hard to tell, like or to guess, because you don't really know any information. You can't really figure it out. And uh, Giuseppe at this point is like let go. They're like uh, he's an idiot. They 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 have a whole time again when they talk about. They're like, yeah, I don't think he did it. You know, I, he says he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Now that we got two more bodies since he's been in jail. And, well, he couldn't have done it. And, wish, you know, he's just an idiot, you know? He just wanted some money. So I think they held him because he did commit two crimes. He tried to blackmail somebody. And he he buried a dead corpse. Like, he buried a corpse that he found. I like dead corpse. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm, Is that I'm like the a master Jesus of, cross? Uh, yes, Jesus Cross and dead corpse. <laughs> That's the two bands playing my concert this weekend. Um... Um, so yeah, I guess he's being held in jail for that, but, uh, you know, they still have to find out who the murderer is. And then that's when they start questioning, looking into this woman who, I I don't even know how they get turned on to her being a suspect, but the woman we saw burying, digging the body that smiled, who's also doing the voodoo stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how and they get involved in this woman. But I, I don't remember because they have to go, the cops decide to go talk to this, uh, this person. I think someone says that they saw this woman at a thing. Oh, everybody has a, like a point of view that lives in the town. Everybody's like, well, I saw this person at this thing. And I saw that person at that. And, uh, the kids, I think the kids tell that they saw her on the cliff that day digging the, the thing. And that apparently she had yelled at them or something. And so they're like, well, we're going to investigate her. I don't really remember. I know there was something else to that, but I can't remember. So they go investigate her by talking to a guy that she knows. who, And the film sets this up like it's a big reveal by not showing the person only through the back of their head as they're making the voodoo dolls. Yeah, and, and every little detail they give you about this this guy is pointless. Yeah, the the, the it turns out that the the Ron Silver esque cop is actually a detective that's brought in, and the local cops, the Alfred Hitchcock is the Alfred Hitchcock uh, cop. He look he's like the main cop of this town. He's like the sheriff, and the uh, detective is helping him, and he's the Alfred Hitchcock guy is like telling him. We have to tread lightly, basically. He's like, you know what? There's a lot of voodoo stuff going on in this town. But here, voodoo isn't what other places think voodoo is. Here, we think it's really attached to Christianity and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so it's not frowned upon. But she is looked down upon in the town as like a weirdo. Like, the, And we got to tread lightly on this because some people believe this stuff and all that kind of stuff. Well, the, 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 the detective is like, you know, it's nonsense. So let's go investigate that guy. We like we said, we saw his hands, and he's making the voodoo dolls. And when he turns around, it's just the guy who was cutting the grass in the storm. Yeah, where the kid was hiding. Um, like, so, why do we even care? Yeah, I mean, it, it's supposed to be a big reveal, I guess. But they start talking to him. And they're asking him, "Have you seen that woman in a while?" Because apparently, they 
spend time together. Yeah. And he's like, no, I haven't seen her in three weeks or two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you know, uh, I don't know where she is. And I-, I have to take a shit. Excuse me, I gotta take crap. If he's on the level, only St. Benedict can tell us that for sure. And I bet he ain't talking. And he pulls a curtain. He goes, take a shit. <laughs> and they leave. And, and they're basically, he's like messing with them. He's like, I'm not really interested in any of that. What's going on? And they're like, yeah, did you know some kids were killed around that area, this area or whatever? And he's like, huh. Yeah, see, he doesn't <laughs> seem to give a shit about anything. He's kind of, he, he's a very strange cat, first of all. They make a point. The police make a point of telling us, the, the viewer, that this guy is super rich, but he chooses the secluded life. So he lives in this like little stone and wood built like shack, and it looks like it's just a, a mess of like dirt and rocks. Yeah. And he lives in there. And then they establish also his connection with like the gypsy woman. Yeah, I don't know if they say here what exactly happened. I think that might come later. Yeah. Because we're Maybe. still getting a lot of red herrings of other things. Because we also see they the cops go hide and they watch his shack. And then the woman that owns that house that Bruno, the, the child, was killed, mm-hmm. that called the kid, she goes to the shack. And we just see them talking from afar. And they're like, who is this? And they're like, oh, that's a... A rich, wo- a rich woman, her father owns this house in town, and she stays there. Yeah. And so, he's like, why, why is she here? And he's like, I think she just wanted to get out of the area that she was staying in. It was she. Her name is Patricia, and she was living at her wealthy father's house. Yeah. Um, there's like, she had some drug problems, and so she wanted to just get out of the town she was in. Yeah. And, you know, lie low, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And we... That doesn't really matter because then we get a whole thing with the the private the, the reporter going around investigating, and one of the places he goes, he wants to go talk to the priest because all the kids that have been killed that were going to his missionary or whatever it is, and they talk and then it turns out like, oh they're like all the kids love him, all the boys play soccer and they love this guy. And he's really good to them. And he's like, you want to know my secret? I play soccer as well. And they go for a walk and he's like, tell me about these kids. So he like tells them all about the kids. And as they go walking, they get to like a water pump. And the guy tries to get water. And he's like, yeah, we shut it off at six. Right? So he can't get any water. Well, he's like, well, I want to have a smoke. Because, you know, when I need water, I have a dry throat. But you know what will <laughs> help that? Cigarettes. These interactions so, are so dumb. So weird. But my favorite is he goes to the priest. He goes to the priest. Cigarette? He says no. He says, "Come on, it's free." He sticks it in his face, and the priest goes, "Yeah, okay. You I sold mean, me on that free part." It's just, I guess they're trying to establish some kind of character development. But I don't know. What is the point in this silliness that they're doing? It makes no sense. It's just well, this is where the priest and him start sharing information because they see the woman we're talking about the. Uh, the heiress or whatever you want to call her. She's at her fancy car and it's getting fixed. And she's standing out in a, like an outfit with her nipples popping out. She's like, everybody in town's looking at her like she's a slut, you know? And this reporter's like, who's that? And uh, the preacher goes, oh, you know, she's new in town. And he's like, "Uh, you know, it's weird though. Ever since she came to town, 
weird things have happened. And he's like, what do you mean by that? And he's like, ah, you know, that's just some gossip. You know, yeah. and it's like, okay. And the police aren't looking into her. Okay. Yeah. And well, now they're going to because she went to that shack. Right. And uh, he, she comes over and she talks to the reporter and the preacher. And she basically comes on to the preacher by saying, are you still not able to get married? And then he's <laughs> like, nope. And she's like, well, you're smoking. And he throws the cigarette away. And then um, she's like, it's a shame. The most interesting people in town. And then she kind of like walks off. And the, the reporter's kind of, like, interested, like, what's going on with this girl? And she drives fast out of town, and then the cops see her, and even the cops go, who's that? And the cops are like, oh, and they explain everything about, we were talking about the arch- architecture of the house, why the, the rich guy, her father built it. He doesn't even live there. He just wanted to make it. Yeah. And that's all. He doesn't care about it, and that's why she can stay there. Um, so, yeah, then they're, they're going after this, this, this voodoo woman. And I, I don't, they go and they find a uh, cave. I guess they go and investigate where, like, the, and then they go find his cave and they find, basically, they, they're told a story that apparently she had a kid with this guy that was cutting the grass of that shack that they just went to. Yeah, the rich guy that and, is in the shack, they yeah. had a relationship, they so had, explain, and, it was... You, you can explain it. I, I I don't know if I can. Apparently, the the Alfred Hitchcock cop, he goes, Alfred Hitchcock. I'm going to call him Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock. You should call him Donald Hitchcock. <laughs> Donald Hitchcock. He uh, he just says to them, hey, you know, the, the rumor is that they had a, a kid that she said she had the devil in her or something like that. And the two of them had a child, apparently. No one knows this because no one's ever seen the kid. Some people think it died in childbirth. And some people think they raised it and then it died on after a while. It, it was turned out that the child was deformed on birth. On yeah. A, you know, but no one ever saw it. So no one knew. But then they find the cave and they find they find the child's, that baby's corpse, apparently. Mm-hmm. And when they're walking out, they also find the voodoo dolls dug in the holes. Yeah, so obviously this woman is... Uh, they're like, yeah. she's guilty. Yeah, she's uh, she might be guilty. So they... It turns out they finally catch on to her, and she runs from them, and they chase her down, and they surround her, and they get her with all these dogs, and then they get her, and she, this actress, is overacting to a new extreme. It is so insane. She gets brought into the police station, and they interrogate her, and she tells a story. She basically says, oh, uh, I killed them. And they're like, you killed the kids? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I did it, and I'll tell you why. Because I told them all, I'll, what, what was the? I'll break all of you. I'll break all of you. Yeah, because, because she saw them playing at the grave of her son. That she that was what she was digging up in the opening. Mm-hmm. They were playing at the grave and touching everything, and she like screamed at them to get away from her son. Which they didn't know. Yeah, they, it was there. They were just boys. They're just playing. So she's like, when I saw them all defiling the grave. I screamed at them, I'll break you. <laughs> and the camera zooms up on her face. And she gets a whole scene where she walks around the police room and tells the story. The cops aren't even worried that she's not, like, handcuffed or anything. She's just walking around telling this overacted story. And she's like, I can break you and I'll do it. And then she's like, uh, and I'll get them. And I told them I would. And I did it. I said, I'll break you. 
They shouldn't have done it. And they did. I told them not to. They asked for what they got. I gave it to them. But they asked for it. They went too far. I said, I'll break you. They shouldn't have. They, they, they asked for it. Death. The bastards. And then they're like, well, when you strangled the kid, she goes, I didn't strangle any kids. They're like, wait a minute. The kids were strangled. They weren't sexually, they keep saying, they weren't sexually molested, but they were strangled to death. And she's like, well, I didn't do that. They're like, well, then how did you do it? And then she says, I did it in a different way, a spiritual way. I told them I'd break them and I did it. <laughs> so I, she was using the, the voodoo doll. She the black thought magic. that the voodoo and the black magic were doing something, but it really wasn't. No. So they're like, this idiot isn't a killer either. <laughs> she was just mad and she like cursed them. It's so it's so they're like so they're eliminating suspects, but they're doing it uh, very slowly. Yeah, and this actress, <laughs> so she starts screaming. She has a freak out, and and she starts freaking out, and she's like, "Those bastards!" Just like uh, my In favorite pieces. movie pieces will do one day. <laughs> uh, she's screaming, and then she starts screaming in their faces. The acting is insane, and then she falls to the floor. And foams at the mouth while all the cops just watch and go, this is some crazy shit. They're just watching. They're like, uh. One cop goes out the door and goes, hey, guys, get in here. And I was laughing that they would call. You got to see this. Guys, everybody, stop your lunch break. You got to come and see this crazy shit. Uh, yeah. And then they're like, they just show them talking after this. And they're like, well, she didn't do it. No, she that, didn't do that it. That was weird. They sedate like, her so she calms down. She's a lunatic, but she didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, no, she didn't do it. And so the one cop says to the other cop, he's uh, the, the detective, he says, um, I want to hold her here for a while. And the detective's like, why? And he's like, well, because this town, and I'm a little worried. And he's like, she didn't do it. Didn't you think she didn't? He goes, I always knew it. She, I knew she didn't do it. And then he's like, so why don't you want to release her? And he goes, I'll release her right now. And he's like, wait a minute. Release her tomorrow morning. <laughs> What's the point of that? You're beginning to be like the people who want somebody arrested at all costs. I'm trying to avoid trouble if I can. Expecting more trouble, are you? No, no, I guess not. She's innocent. Nobody here says she's not innocent. Right. She's innocent, so she uh, can be released. Yes, she can. So release her in the morning. Yes, sir. It was a stupid scene. I was like, scene. what the fuck? I'm like, wait, why would you? First of all, everything in the scene is contradicting everything else. It's like the cop is afraid of the detective for some reason. But the funny thing is the cop's kind of right because he's nervous to release her because everybody thinks that she did it. Yeah. So the whole town is mad. Now there's three families have lost their son. Mm -hmm. They're going to want revenge. And they all believe that she's like the devil because she's doing the voodoo stuff. And they think that it's attached to it, but they think she's doing black magic on these kids. Yeah, they think she's a witch. Yeah. So, and so she gets released she, the next morning. And Okay, so this is one of the scenes I have to talk about. Because this, I was thinking, holy crap, 
he's nailing the directing here. This is a well-established scene because we follow her release into the streets. And you were talking about the location is amazing, but it's so white. It's using this, uh, all the places are built into like a stone, like on top of each other, stone, white stone. And these yeah, houses. the buildings are so, yeah. they're all white and there's no color, there's no signage anywhere, there's no There's like black windows yeah, with they, some like maybe shutters and that's about it. There's literally no real color. It's very white. And the actress and it's a beautiful like no cloudy day, no clouds in the sky, I mean. And she's wearing all like browns. She's all earth tone because like they have set her up as some kind of like witch. You know, and it, so they made her all earth tones. And she, the way that this is shot looks great. She, it's her brown colors on this white background. And we see how like everybody in town spits when she walks by because they're like, you know, she's They think she's fresh, a murderer. Yeah. And they think she's a killer. And we see that some guys are coming out seeing her. And so then we follow her as she's leaving town walking. And she gets out to toward the cemetery. And the cars are there, and there's someone out in the cemetery. Again, someone's singing in the background. The music in the is, like, is and I'm terrible. Like, is someone, are we finally going to see who's singing in the scenes? No. Nope. Uh, yeah, we, we don't see it. And the, But this scene, everything is going great with directing. The guy is up on the hill, the drive, like this road above the cemetery. And the guy stops his car, and he's waiting out there. And he puts on the music and he turns it all the way up. And we hear the radio and it's like a DJ. And he's talking about the songs he's going to play. Oh, here's a new generation. Go away. Go away. And then in the cemetery, there's somebody out there with the tombstones. And she slowly is watching everybody. And she starts walking and they're all walking. And we see that they're carrying weapons. And the music starts, and it starts playing this really interesting funk song type of thing. It's like a, it's a really, it's a it's really like a, deep song. It's a rock song with like funk. It, it yeah, is kind of cool. It's, it, it is so good to what's going on in the moment that I was like, holy shit, this is impressive. And we see that they surround her. They actually shut the gate to the cemetery. She tries to get it shut behind her so she can shut them out. Which is funny because there's like no walls on the other side. There's no wall. And uh, they shut the gate on her hand. And I don't know how she gets her fingers out of it. She's clearly not. She clearly doesn't have her fingers in there. No, she doesn't. It, it was a weird. Whatever like, pinched her hand, you can't really tell. It's yeah. not. It's not well done. No. But it, you get the emotion of what's happening here. This is a. This is a woman who's been wrong. Who's been through a lot of stuff, and it, she is wrongly going to be. You know, is wrongly accused. And so these guys surround her and they're slowly walking. The way they're filming it is like, you can see that like Tarantino ripped off of some of this because it's really well shot. And the music is pumping and it's really interesting as they all start taking out their weapons and they surround her. And then they start beating her with chains and pipes, right? And uh, it goes on and everything that hits her it's it's terrible gore. It's not good. Everything looks like boils instead of like 
cuts. Yeah, the makeup job. Uh, Fulci's not really great with the makeup no, jobs. No, it's, it's cheap. There is one shot where someone hit, hits her on the side of the face and the cut starts bleeding after yeah. the hit. It looks really good. Yeah, that, that looks good. And now here's where the problem comes in because I kept going, wow, this is really well shot. This is actually a really cool... The, the cinematography is great. The, the music is working really well. And then right when the song is like, it's all happening, the song all of a sudden cuts off and the DJ goes, okay, let's change it up, the, the, the music. A change of mood now. Let's listen to the lovely voice of Ornella Vanoni. Ornella, take it away. While this crazy scene's happening, and let's try something different, and then they put on a, 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 love, a love song. It sounds like a, a, like one of those 1970s, like one-hit wonders, like romantic, like yeah, It's song. like a romance song. It's, While this woman is being beaten with it's chains. Mind, it's mind-boggling. And I think there's a part in the song that says stupido. Yes, I want to know who sings that song so I can get it. <laughs> like stupid oh and we're like what and i'm like man you just ruined what was a great scene and well-established shot and it really get in motion and everything's working really well and man did it just air just get sucked out of this damn room right well she crawl they leave her they don't actually kill her they beat her to almost death and she's able to crawl and she crawl, starts trying to crawl up the mountain toward the road. I thought she was going to make it. She gets up there, and we, we have to watch, while this love song is playing, her hand reaches up on the rock, and then, again, this is a really cool idea. You see cars with families in them. And what the first car we see, again, it's a weird shot, because there's a kid who looks like they're propped up in the front seat, like raised high and uncomfortably like in a weird angle yeah it's very strange there's shot. a lot of strange shots like but that in this movie i like what they're trying to what he was trying to show emotionally here he was trying to show a shot of family which is what was taking away from her she never got mm-hmm. and all the cars we see like one car sees her and they drive off they don't care they're not going to stop for her mm-hmm. and she just dies on the side of the road yep and the cops like I knew this was going to happen. You know, this this is exactly what I wanted to stop. Basically, the cops investigate that other girl now, the other woman, because she's questionable. Like, where were you? Yeah, Yeah. where were you? Why weren't you at the house? That kid was killed. You know, all this stuff. And she's interrogated by the cops. And she basically tells a story that she lies a lot. Mm-hmm. She keeps lying a lot, which makes it weirder for us as an audience. We're like, she's a killer. And she tells a story about how she wanted to get marijuana and the kids had it. The kids were secretly selling drugs. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to get it. And that's why she was meeting up with the kid. That's uh-huh. apparently what she's... I, I don't know. I might be... Uh, she says she went to another place to get it. Yeah. And, and in fact, I don't know if that's really what happened. I think that she said she was going out of town and she did go out of town. That's why she's missing for so while, for a little bit in the movie. And she went out of town to get some drugs. And when she called, she wasn't really calling him. The way that they shot it was was shot like she was calling him. 
Mm-hmm. But who was really calling him was the uh, the the killer, which we don't know yet. Right. But pretending probably to be someone else. Yeah, that was like a... a to lure him it? out. Like, yeah, it was kind of like a dupe. Yeah. And so it's edited in a way where it's lying to us. But she said she went out of town and she uh, she went to get drugs. And uh, because she's so bored because this town is terrible and she just hates it here. And everybody's so dull and everybody judges her. And she's just like, I needed something different. I needed to do something different. Yeah, well, everyone judges her with good reason because she's a freaking weirdo. She's like the biggest weirdo. I I don't, I just don't understand her character. And which is, which is crazy because she's one of the better actors. And she, when the scenes are on her, and a couple of the other characters, it's like the highlights. Like I feel like she's good, and she actually caps. She's captivating on the on the screen. Like she really does. She's like. You know, like, I don't know. Something about her is, like, agreeable. Like, you want to, okay, what's going on? But you already set up her in a way where she's creepy. So it's like everything that comes after is kind of like the tone is off. Right. So you really feel weird. Especially now, because in the movie, she becomes the main character, like a hero. Right. But every time she's on the screen, I literally start cringing. Because I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be creepy. It's going to be creepy. Something's going to happen. Because she automatically, we meet her and she's a creep. So I was like, oh, oh this is not going to be good. And what's really weird here is that she gets home and the reporter's just in her house. Yes, but you cut over something very important. So there's a scene where we see that her car is on like a hillside and there's a flat tire. And one of the little boys wanders over oh, yeah, and yeah, sees yeah, yeah. that there's a car there. Yeah, this this kid and another kid from the the, play, the the church, he's trying to get him to go uh, walking with him to go up the hill to that shack, I guess, area again. I don't really know where they're going, but the, the, he's like, the killer's been killed. It's a, the woman that got killed. That was the killer. Mm-hmm. And it's we don't have to worry about it anymore as the kids. And remember, these kids is friends. They're all They're killed. All, they were killed. Yeah. And there's like a scene where the they tell that to. Um, I think they're playing soccer, and they actually talk to the reporter. Yeah. And I think they tell him some stuff that it's like, oh, you know, like oh, maybe this and this. But uh, that's why I think they think it's uh, that woman, and I think that's why they find out the whole baby thing. I, it, it's confusing because yeah, they... there's so much information. Yeah, they, uh, there's too much information going yeah. on, but and they tell them about the digging up her grave and her yelling, and so we kind of get in like all these sides of it. Uh, but yeah, she so this kid he goes off on his own. The other kid doesn't want to go with him because he's scared. So he goes off on his own, and he comes upon that woman driving speed racer, not speed racer, a uh, speed buggy yeah, it, from the oh hand of It does exactly look like speed. It buggy. looks like the same so color, cute. and she uh, now has a flat tire, and. She, you don't see her around. It's just an abandoned speed buggy with the flat tire. And this kid walks up, and his first instinct is jump in the car and start honking the horn. Yeah, he gets excited. He saw a, yeah, like a, a cool a weird car. car. And yeah. so he yeah. starts honking the horn, and then you see her walk over the cliff, and she's walking towards him. And this is where, of course, it gets freaking weird with this broad because she says, Oh, do you know how to change a tire? Because her tire is flat. 
And the kid's like, oh, okay. Um, and then she's like, well, I can offer you either a kiss or money um, to fix the tire. And then it instantly, and then she makes a face when he gets out there. He goes, give me a tire iron. Well, you know how to change a tire? Let me have a jack. Which would you prefer, a kiss or money? Right. And then they cut instantly to his dead body floating in the water yeah. with his head bashed it was in. so weird. It is so jarringly strange. It, it comes out of nowhere. So did he end up fixing the tire? Because she definitely got out of there at yeah. that point. And uh, the reporter is there at the crime scene and he sees, like, they're, like, looking at the body. And they're like, oh, we don't know what's going on because now that woman got killed and there's another body and everything like that. And he sees a gold lighter, and he knows it's hers because she lit the cigarette or whatever. Yeah, but don't give it to the police. Put it in your pocket. So he puts it in his pocket, and he goes to, uh, well, he sees her again. Out, uh, they're out on in the town. And she, uh, this is where we get just a shot of a doll being dragged with no head on the side of, like, a road. And then you said, oh, God, here he comes, a little creepy kid, right? Oh, yeah, And they creepy. scroll up to a girl, a little girl holding it in, like, a dress, like a white dress, holding a decapitated doll, and with her mouth hung wide, and she's, like, in a daze. And she walks up, and basically we see uh, the reporter and the that girl is at her car, and the reporter is, and then she starts saying, oh, someone, you broke your doll? Little girl, you broke your doll? And then the little girl's just like, oh. And then uh, the reporter says, oh, she can't hear you. She's deaf and dumb. And no, she's deaf, dumb. She's retarded. He keeps going on about it. Like, he won't yeah. stop saying all these words about her. I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, calm poor down. Poor little girl. Like, she... But so it gets even creepy again because this woman refuses to let this... Like, first of all, where's her mother? Like, why is she just walking the streets by herself? Yeah. And then, like, so she's walking the streets by herself, and this crazy, creepy woman, Patricia, who has a weird tendency towards children, is, um, at, you know, trying to pull on her doll and saying, let me buy you a new doll. Let me buy you a, a doll with a head. You know, and she's, like, pulling this child through the streets to take her to the store. She, like, drags her off drags scene. Drags her. And the, the scene jumps to another scene, and we don't know what happened there. Like, literally pulling her against it, her will. It's so odd. I think this is where, like, she gets an investigator or whatever. But I know we get to a scene where she gets home in the middle of the night, and the, the, the reporter has just snuck into her house. No, he's just sitting there. And he's, he takes her, she takes her pretty well. Yeah, she does. She's fine. He's literally sitting in her house, like, just, you know, having a drink. Yeah. And, and she's just... Waiting um, for her. Oh, hi. And they start talking about how he found the lighter, and she admits that, oh... I, she says, I threw it into the, the loo. I don't care how much money it is and all that stuff. Yeah, it was a fancy lighter that he claims he, he found it on this, yeah, at the site. Yeah, the crime the, scene. Yeah, the crime scene. So he, instead of giving it to the police, like we said, he gives it back to her. And she says she threw it in the toilet. Yeah, she said the loo. Right? Why? Why, though? I, I don't know what that meant. I think she, like, ditched it. And at this time, I don't know, I, I, he, she said it was like a symbol of her father. She didn't care how much it would cost, so she threw it away. And she was just angry what or was whatever. The point in telling and us she that? says, It's like some something's trying to catch me for this. And he's like, I don't think it was you. 
because you were, she's like, I have an alibi. I was over here when this murder happened, you know, and they, they like discuss it and they're trying to come up with what's going on and they keep coming over and she randomly grabs a newspaper and we see her look at it. First off, it just looks like a black and white photo. And it's very hard to make out what's going on, but there looks like there's a Donald Duck head in the shot. And she goes, what, what, what is this? Where did you get this? And he goes, uh, oh, I found it. I found that head and I thought it would be good in the shot. So I put it in the shot. So it's like a Donald Duck. And she goes, that's the same head of the doll that I got that little girl. Yeah. And he's like, well, where's the little, where's the rest of the doll? So, so they're going to look for this little girl now. Yeah, we're just to assume that the little girl still has the doll. And and a fun fact, we find out the little girl is actually the preacher's daughter, uh, sister. Sister, and yes. her mother is raising them. Now, again, the preacher is like the same age as the mother. And the little girl is like... A little girl. She's like, like four. There's a huge age gap between this brother and sister. Yeah, there's no way that this like 30-something-year-old man could have a four-year-old sister and his mother is like 70. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. And even funnier, right when they see this photo and they talk about where's the doll I got that girl and why is the head off the doll, um, the phone rings and the preacher has called the woman, the girl, and said, Hey, I haven't seen my mother and my sister in a while. Have you seen them? And she says, uh, no, but I'll, I'll get back to you if I do. And she hangs up. She goes, that was him. He doesn't know where his sister or mother are. And they're like, what, what if the little girl saw the murder of the kid being strangled and is strangling her dolls as a grief out of, out of of like being scarred from it, and that's why the dolls don't her dolls don't have heads because okay. they're strangling the doll heads off. Well, I mean that makes a little sense, but I mean it's bizarre because there's something severely wrong with this child. Then they're saying like they come to this conclusion real quick that she must have witnessed the murder, one of the murders of the strangulations, and then she is scarred and she's strangling her dolls. And they're like, well, we got to find it's the mother. And if the mother has the daughter, she must be trying to cover her tracks. She must be the murderer. And that, and she knows we're on to her. Yeah. I so know I'm co covering up a whole thing that, like, you meet the mother for the first time. They yeah, go to the mother's house. Yeah. It, there's nothing significant about that. They go to the mother's house they, and they check on the little girl at one point or something like that. And it's uh it's odd and and uh i that whatever but now apparently the mother and the daughter are missing and so they're like they she must be trying to cover her she knows we're on to her yeah but mind you the police aren't on to her the police are not even yeah. involved i don't even i think the last time we see the police they were after the main girl and i don't think you really see them after they that. were after they went after the girl who got uh beat to death yeah no they, they were after this girl the main girl oh Whatever. Patricia. Yeah, Patricia. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, they were onto her, and then they're kind of out of the movie, because now it's just a reporter is like the main character, and so is this girl, and they're going to look for the mother, and we see keep seeing shots of the mother dragging the little girl up a cliff of another hill to another shack, shack up on this hill. 
This little girl gets dragged around in this movie. I swear to God, I think her arm is ripped out of the socket at some so point. They're dragging this little girl up this hill. And, and of course, they um, drive around, the reporter and the, the woman, and they keep asking people on the side of the road, have you seen them? And people keep going, yeah, on the hill. Like, everybody saw it. Yeah. Okay? And so they go, oh, and they find her, and they, they, they have to walk up this hill. And by the way, the main woman, the main good guy girl, whatever her name is, uh, she's wearing, like, a dress that's exactly right above her ass. Oh, because it was and, the 70s, so yeah. they used to wear, like, she tiny has to little... climb a, a whole hill. And she was wearing, like, high heels, I think, so... <laughs> it was making me laugh and so hard. I was like, this thing is, like, shooting up all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're trying to climb up this hill to get up to the top because they see her. And when they get up there, the woman brings the kid into the, the shack, and they just sit down, the mother and the daughter. We see them sit down, but outside we see them seeing her, them go inside and they're like, okay, we got to get up there. But before they can get up there, they see the preacher show up. Now he had called and said, I don't know where they are. And now all of a sudden he's there and he, he's always wearing his full garbs, by the way. He never changes I out mean, of it. I mean, he looks like Father Karras from it's long too. From the Exorcist where like it is long and stuff and. He just looks. He kind of. He kind of looks kind of like menacing a little bit. I guess he always looks. He's like a handsome dude. He just looks like a handsome dude walking around. He's like like a model priest. Like he's got his hair flowing. <laughs> he's got his glass. He, he's the only one in the movie. It looks like a movie star besides the woman, the main yeah. woman. But they see him. They're like, well, why is he here? So he goes inside the shack, and then we see him look at the mother when he opens the door and the mother's looking at him and then they both look at the the kid the the sister and the mother's like no please don't and uh they start reaching for her and the, the daughter starts creeping out when the mother's reaching for her but he pushes his mother off and she hits the her head on the wall which is like stones and he grabs the the, the sister and the sister's okay with it the sister well, yeah, is I mean okay with being picked up by his, her brother. Uh, it's her brother. So, yeah, why would she... Because you know? what we know right now is that he's the bad guy. Yeah. Because that's what's going on here. Because she, now that the, the twist is that she saw her brother killing one of the kids. And that's why she's strangling her doll heads off. Right. So why is she willingly going with exactly, this guy? Exactly. Because she loves him. And right. he holds her and walks up to the side of a cliff. And starts. we start seeing... His inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. And he keeps saying that he loves all the children. He loves them all. And he's sending them to a better place. To heaven. Where they don't have to be sinners. They don't have to grow into sinners. And as we're seeing this. We see her. Him looking out over the cliff. And it's like just a drop. And the little girl kissing his face. And we keep seeing a, a fade. Into his little mind world where the little kids are all dressed in white and they're all playing soccer and they're all hugging him and he's hugging them and he's so happy with them and he's like i love i love you kids and i i want you to be living forever in paradise yeah so he he killed his these motivation boys. to kill them is to stop him from being sinners yeah to bring them to heaven now i ask you this and i asked you openly was he going to kill all the little boys in his parish? Only when they started sinning. I mean, come on. Yeah. And uh, he goes to hold his sister over the cliff, and she starts freaking out that he's holding this little girl over a cliff to kill her. 
And, and that's, that's when, when the reporter goes, "Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, the, uh, I'm glad you found her." And he's like, I, I, "He's like, I guess we can go now. Is your mom okay?" And then he's like, "Uh." And she, he's like, "I, I can hold your sister for you if you want." And when he reaches to, to get his sister, the sister's like, freaking out. She doesn't want to be held by anybody but her brother, although the brother's about to kill her. He was about to throw her over the cliff. Her yeah. Donald Duck headless Donald Duck doll fell Went over, over the cliff. The cliff yeah. And she's she's okay. She still wants to stay with her brother. Yeah. So They have a tussle at this point, and it, it becomes like a kung fu flick. Yes, but this little girl, literally, he tries to take her forcibly out of the priest's arms. Yeah. And this little girl's getting whiplash. I felt so bad for this actress. She was getting whipped, I mean, everywhere. I, I so felt crazy. so bad for her. But yeah, they struggle and they do some kung fu fighting. They do a lot of fighting. He they use stones to punch each at each other, and uh, he hits the the reporter in the head pretty good, and knocks yeah. the reporter down. But right when he does that, the the woman shows up and jumps at him. She just like jumps at him, but he slaps the shit out of her. Oh my god, she gets slapped. He slaps the shit out of her and picks up his daughter to go again, and. While he goes to pick her up, the the reporter is able to jump back up, and he loses the 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 preacher loses his balance and falls from the cliff. Now this is probably one of the worst falls I have ever seen filmed in, in my life. I have never seen anything quite. This I bad. mean, the, we can talk about this fall and the use of bad makeup and effects. Dummy. I mean, it was the worst. He's literally falling for no less than like. At least three minutes. We but keep getting shots of the kids and him hugging again with the soccer. And we get the song. We get a whole song. Oh, we get, a whole we get him song. doing a narration. And he's scraping all the flesh off of his face as he's falling down the cliff. He hits every rock on his face. It doesn't twist his body. He just keeps hitting rock. But it's a dummy being smashed into the side of rocks. And it's being, it looks like it was filmed in miniature form almost. Yeah, like they had a suspended upside down dummy and they were just rubbing up and down like with some kind of like pulley system. Yeah. Up on a, on a fake rock and, and just blood my, and, you and, know. And it, I can't, we can't do this justice because it hits at least 10 rocks on the face. And it's like a screaming dummy with just like meatloaf smeared on its face. And the, the funniest part is, for some reason, every time he starts hitting the rocks, they start sparking. Yeah, they're sparks. <laughs> they're sparks. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know what was happening. Oh my god! It doesn't look anything like him. And the funniest part is, we've noticed that the cliff that he fell from wasn't that far. No. In the one shot, and then when he's falling, he's hitting every rock on the way down like it's long. And at the very end, they just had the actor roll. It was amazing. His face was so shredded he looked like large marge in peewee so herman bad it is so bad like when she like bugs out like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's like yeah the narration's like we're in paradise and um, we we don't have to be sinners and i don't know and they're playing this music it's so bad and then it just ends it just ends fin credits yep and I, I, I wish we could have done this more justice if I could remember everything because there was lines that we were laughing very hard at for this film. Oh there was my a God. lot there of funny so deliveries. With the acting with that gypsy woman. Oh um, my God. Yeah, there was a lot of weird, weird things. But overall, this movie was freaking weird. It was a weird <laughs> movie. I, I knew that going in. I knew it going in. 
This is another one where I was like, it's Fulci. He is, uh, if you want to laugh during a movie and just be weirded out and then laugh your ass off about how bad some of it is, mm-hmm. this guy is the king to me. Yeah. I, I, I know people <laughs> love him and whatever. This one, it actually had some really good stuff in there and some of the worst shit I have ever seen ruin those moments. Yeah. Because the fight on the hill at the end here is pretty good. He's beating the shit out of each other. Oh, like every yeah. he starts hitting a woman. I was like, damn. Yeah, there were some there were some really cool um things. Like, you know, when the woman was getting beat to death by the it's yeah parents and you know it, there were some really neat things that they were trying to do here and it there are some scenes that didn't seem like a fulci movie to me but then most of the movie did seem like a fulci movie to well, me. well that's what i'm saying it, that fight is amazing and then when he falls it's like oh yeah yeah i remember what we're that's watching tragic anyway that actor died at like age 34 wow from wow. meningitis oh wow yeah uh yeah he's actually one of the better parts like again he seems like a real movie star. Yeah. And, and he is good in his scenes. And it, it, again, it's really strange because everything's a damn red herring. Everything's a fake out. Everything is to throw you off scent. Like, there is no way you can even judge. Like, I, I honestly thought it's the preacher the moment I saw him because he doesn't look like a normal preacher. And automatically, I go. Well, I don't. I can't trust this. Yeah, guy you right said that. Yeah, you said you always call it, and I, I'm just like, oh, shut up. I didn't call it this time because I was like, well, it's obvious. Because when they showed the woman with the voodoo doll, I was like, well, this is the thing, right? Is it gonna be a voodoo doll? And I thought the plot was actually going to be that this woman, the witch, was controlling the heiress. Yeah. And I thought because she was acting like a robot sometimes. She was, and and she, she was very one-sided well they did that on purpose to make it feel like she was like a, a bipolar like a like a split personality or, yeah or something and then that we're gonna say that's why she's killing people and that's why she was so sexual because mm-hmm. there was gonna be some kind of twist but then that was all set up just to throw us off set when they made the girl who is the pervert become the hero character that yeah. blew my mind and the same thing with the reporter i was like you're not even in this i cannot believe the two cops did not come back in the end. No, they didn't. There they no they need... set them up. There's so many scenes with the cops talking. I know. And there's a, a third cop, too. Like we didn't talk about him. Pointless. A lot of the, the, with the cops was pointless and silly. Yeah. So, like, bringing them back at that point, I would have been like, oh, come on. You know? Yeah. But I'm glad that they ended. I mean, we, it was a very generic ending. I mean, but no one ever suspects you, the, the priest. Gen- Oh, I think everybody. I mean, there's a point where everybody's like, "There's a well, weird." Thing I didn't. With this priest, I didn't suspect this him until you opened your mouth about it, and then I was like, "Oh, I thought it was the 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 woman. It could have been." Actually, I, I th- I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was the the rich woman, Patricia. I thought it was. It was I thought so there obvious. was something yeah. going on with her because she was like disappearing, and I don't know. I just she was also a creep. She was a creep. Yeah, there was a part of me that thought it was one of the 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 um, the reporter. Because he was so strange, but he, they never said they never even did anything. He, some scenes he would just show up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the reporter." Yeah. And then I was like, "Oh, maybe he is a bad guy." It, it's it's so strange. It, it is a very very strange movie. When I saw that last shot of him falling, I was like, "Holy shit! This is the worst looking thing I've ever seen." Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was very Fulci. The makeup was bad, but like. <laughs> 
we have more to come. I mean, so, I, but no more Fulci. I'm doing other directors. This, okay, this one right now, yeah, is tops between the two. The other one is completely forgettable to me mm-hmm. because I don't even remember what happened to the other one. It was just so generic. It was just a who done it type of thing, and it wasn't anything special. There was no funny things. It was just like whatever. Yeah. This one, oh my god, this had a lot. The, the, we, we, we can't even do it justice because so much happens and there's so many weird moments. Yeah, I mean, there. if we talked about every little thing in the I wish movie, I could have remembered. We would literally be here for about three and a half hours because it was so convoluted and they threw in things that were such like, you know, red herrings and things that didn't need to be in there and things we didn't need to know, like uh, stupid shit. Did we hammer in the fact that the there was romantic music playing when they were digging up the grave yes. where the kid was buried? Okay, no, we didn't hammer that in, but we should say that the use of music in this movie is absolutely bonkers. Oh, we, I didn't talk because I made a joke in the opening that AKA the flute murders. We forgot to talk about the pan flute. Oh, There's yeah. a pan flute being pe- played throughout half the movie too. They keep playing this flute music. Yes. None of this goes along with any kind of crime, suspense, horror, nothing. None of this music has anything. There's just no relation to this film plot. And I literally, legit, laughed my ass off twice, like maybe three times out loud where I just laughed. I'm like, that's so bad that that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, That's rare for me to laugh really, really hard at a joke, that you know, an accidental joke. Yeah. But there was a bunch... When the guy, when the reporter came out, he said, I came through the window. That, I laughed so hard. I'm like, what? And then, oh, there was another scene we didn't talk about, too, where the cop, uh, the cop, like, basically had the witch's, uh, he's like, no, I saw her over here. She couldn't have killed the kid because we saw her over here. I I, I was at a place that she was at, and uh, I, was, I was questioning her about something. And he's like, and then the cop gets mad. He goes, uh, so she's not guilty. And that's how they found that out. But then later on, the cop goes to the other cop. You gotta shit your mouth sometimes. And he's like, but I was telling the truth. And he's like, yeah, but sometimes you gotta know when to shut up. He basically was freeing a woman, and he was mad at him for freeing her. The w- reason is because she got killed after that. Right, but yeah. still, still. <laughs> I just stuff like that, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, this movie had a lot of potential, I think. Like, it just, it had potential. But it just, um, it, it did some things that were really just not good. Like, you know, no, no. not good. I feel like it. if this movie was remade today... No way it would happen. Do I mean, if it was, I feel like they could change some things to make it better. But the film, this film, I, I'm, I'm really stuck at a three simply because I think that the, the, the main woman that we're supposed to... I guess we're supposed to care about her, Patricia, the rich lady. I mean... I don't number one, I thought she was just disgusting. I don't I don't like anything about her. She was disgusting. She made me creeped out and I I didn't there was no characters that I really genuinely rooted for, you know? Except for that poor gypsy woman. She didn't deserve to die, but she was also doing voodoo and weird shit and trying to get these she kids was to hurt. To break them. She was trying to break like them. Bane. So she was trying to hurt these children. It, it, this movie is very cryptic and weird. Yeah. I, I gotta ask you, is this was this an X rating? Uh the Catholic Church didn't like it. Well, I, I can imagine. Um so yeah, there is an issue with that. 
But um, no, I don't think he got an X I'm rating. I'm surprised though. They kill children in this. Let me see. I mean, they kill some kids. I mean, in this movie. well, it says not rated. Wow. I mean, so I don't this know. must have been a huge controversy on release. I mean, yeah, it was because of the, you know, Fulci getting arrested. But, you know, those charges were dropped. I knew that they had to implant a, an adult in that scene. But, um, yeah, it says, it says because of the film's controversial storyline, which criticized the Catholic Church, the movie was blacklisted and received a limited theatrical run throughout Europe and was never released in theaters in the U.S. Okay. And then it says in 2000, Anchor Bay secured the rights and released the film for the first time in the U.S. on DVD. Wow. So. Yeah, I can imagine this blew everybody's mind on release because I, <laughs> we got sexuality toward children and we also have children being murdered on, on screen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, this movie has got some stuff. It's got some stuff. Yeah. yeah. And there's also a lot of talk about dead babies and stuff there's like skeletons and stuff mm -hmm. it there's was, some crazy stuff it was it was creep factor 11 it was, it's it was wild yeah I, I this is just i don't know I, I definitely didn't like this one better than the last one. Oh, this this one the, it was bad i'm giving this one a four okay i like this one better because it swung for the fences and missed a lot but I enjoy that <laughs> mess stuff and i'm telling you this is exactly what i want to watch when i think of italian horror I'm waiting for stuff like this, like those weird diamonds in the rough. This isn't great. This isn't good. It, it's just so insane that it feels like it has to be watched. So I have to give it a four. Mm -hmm. The last one, I, I would never. I can't even remember the last one anymore. Uh, but this one, it will stick around. This this one's a weird, weird, unique movie. <laughs> You'll there's not many movies like this. Like. This is strange. Yeah, it, it was bizarre. And it's not even the most bizarre. I mean, like, Beyond is way stranger. Oh, it is, yeah. But there's there's elements in this film that make me feel, you know, very skeeved out. Yeah, I mean, they, they wanted that. They wanted you to think that she was a bad guy the whole time, which is weird because when you do the turn, it makes those moments feel strange. Mm -hmm. And it you're does. like you're supposed to forget. And yeah. that, that is odd, and it's bad directing, and it is bad structure of writing. But... The structure was really bad, yeah. but I, I mean, I didn't really enjoy anything about this movie. I, I was very just skeeved out by a lot of it, so that's why it's getting a three. All right. All right, yeah. then. So, yeah, I mean, uh, guys, as always, uh, thank you for listening, and uh, if you want to uh, reach out and tell us a movie to watch or you have a movie that you think is the worst movie ever made and you want us to do it on the show, or if you just think it's the worst movie ever made and we haven't seen it, I would love to hear it. Uh, you can find us at uh, on Instagram. We're both always on there. I run uh, Just Another Movie Night, and Joe is on The Crafty Misfit. And uh, you can always reach out and uh, talk to us about anything or yell at us about how you love this movie and we, we shouldn't enjoy it as much as you. I would love to hear why you enjoy it so much. Yeah. Uh, I, would I love too. that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, thanks again for listening and coming into the show. And uh, next week, we're going to have another Giallo thing. And we'll see what Joe pulls out of her buns this next week. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. I mean, I hope it's just as good as this or better. We have a different director, so we'll see, okay? <laughs> All right. So, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Has it had for the three previous days since he disappeared? Period. Police have widened their field to include mountainous areas around Achindura, period.
Over a hundred policemen and highway troops are engaged in the search. Period. We have new information from the boy's father. Yes, the boy's father. An anonymous telephone call, comma, made in Achindura, was received last night close to midnight. Yes, the unknown caller asked for a large amount. What? I can't tell you. Yes. The authorities are maintaining a blackout over the story, hoping for some word of the kidnappers. Yeah, that's a whole story. I know it sounds silly, but there's nothing I can do about it. 